What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mostly Audibles podcast, hosted by myself, Jarrett Smith, with my co-host, Ryan. How are we doing, Ryan? Doing well, as always, Jarrett. How are you? As always. I am fantastic. Glad we could finally get back to this. You know, it's it's been a while in the works, life stuff. Yeah, I took but, a, but I took a back. workcation from podcast stuff. So, like, I just worked, and I decided that everyone else was busy, and slash, I guess I didn't decide that. Everyone else was busy or on vacation, and then I decided that instead of me doing stuff by myself, I was going to take a rest from podcasting and just work, which I did. And I was on vacation and working, so... I understand. I understand. I'm glad we're back, though. We'd be here. We are. We are here. We are back. It's great to be back. Great to be back. Here we go. Do, do you like to start us off with some NFL news? Um, Just a quick run through. Yeah, we can. Um, Gronk retires again. Again. Yeah. Will he be back? Probably. I I I don't know. Honestly, um, when I watch that guy, like in the everyday life, in the in the, in his natural habitat, not on the football field, I think that man. Has had so many head injuries, and so for his sake, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> like, I think he should just like. What else do you got to prove at this point? Oh, he doesn't have anything to prove. He's the greatest tight end of all time. What I'm saying is, like, football is a hard thing to leave. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he has proven by his return, but you know, I think he's done. Should stay done, I should say. Yeah, we'll see. Depending on honestly, it depends on how the Bucks do. If they're doing really well and they don't need him. I don't. I doubt you see him come back. But yeah, I mean, he might if, make one of those like late season returns for a playoff yeah, run. It's if it's anything, it's a mid It's a mid to late season thing, and he just comes in and then retires again at the end of the year, which okay with. Agreed. Um, in other news, and we'll get into this one when we get to the north in a couple weeks. But the Steelers sign DT Larry Ogunjobi to a one year contract makes me very sad. And like I said, we'll discuss that in two weeks. But I will mm-hmm. vent my sadness here and now. I will vent my happiness. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, Sucks. moving on. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick joins Thursday Night Footballs on Amazon Prime. Love that. You have to have the greatest backup quarterback of all time <laughs> on it. You have to. Listen, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick has better numbers than some Hall of Famers. I don't want to hear it. He absolutely does. That was no shade at all. Love Fitzmagic. Dude, same. From Harvard. From Harvard. From all Harvard. Places. Like, I, I, we need to give him, or not we, but the NFL needs to give him an honorary um, Pro Bowl so that he can be eligible for the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I'm Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't make one with the Jets that year. I know. Like, is this something that we can do? Like, can we, like, petition the NFL to give out honorary Pro Bowl? I'm here for it. I mean, we can try. I don't know if they'll do it. I don't know. I mean, apparently the Pro Bowl might the Pro Bowl game itself might be just eliminated entirely, as it should. It's pretty much useless at this point. Yeah, I I think we're kind of leaning towards everybody watches the players play like mini games over the actual game. Yeah, see, because well, it's it's just them like going out there and jogging. Like, no, none of us want to see that. It's it's a dying game. They should just get rid of it while they can. Yeah, like, let me put it this way, and I understand that the ratings have gotten a lot higher recently for it, but when the NBA All-Star game is just absolutely, like, dominating headlines and the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. is just a secondary, you know you've done something wrong. Yeah, because, like, NFL is immensely more popular than the NBA. It just is. Immensely. I would say, yes, I, I would agree it is more popular, but, like, come playoff time, I would say they're probably about the same. Honestly, based on numbers, 
baseball is more of a comparison to NBA. Ratings-wise, listen, that's all I'm saying. Well, when you triple the number of games you play, yeah, you're going to have padded numbers. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm saying, like, if they they had a graphic literally the other day, World Series Game 7 and NBA Finals Game 6, the MLB led in viewers. Right, cool. for, a di- for a dying game, that's not how you... Uh... Okay, listen. I, I, I don't believe the NBA, or MLB is dying. I just think that it's given... Okay, it gives up its title as most popular sport, and people are like, it's dying. It's not. Like, it's just not true. It, it, it obviously isn't. I'm just reiterating. I understand. Just had to be thrown out there. That's all, all I'm saying. Gonna say, I do think the NFL and football is now America's pastime. It's it's America's game. Like I wouldn't say pastime. Pastime is still baseball. It's just. Ah, listen, do you still see people outside throwing a baseball back and forth? No, you see people throwing a, a you football. Don't, you don't see people outside anymore. I mean, what are you talking I about? Guess <laughs> I guess that's true. But still, when they're outside, more often than not, I see, or at least. Personally, I see them more often than not throwing a football than they are a baseball. Well, that could be true. Yeah. Um, other news. Um, we talked before that we weren't going to discuss this in general um, because it's been so widely covered, and I agree, but I, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, Deshaun Watson, he got a couple more lawsuits, and that raised the number of lawsuits to 24. He settles 20 of them, and uh, the NFL was looking into a – very much a maximum suspension when it comes down to his punishment. Well, I mean, I think we need to know what the maximum suspension is for this. Like to honestly say anything about it is we don't we don't know anything. We like we we know what we know what's been told to us. We don't really know anything hard truth besides how many how many women have filed a lawsuit against him. Dude, twenty four. Oh, absolutely! He should be suspended. He probably <laughs> he'll never. He should never play a game. That's what honestly. I'm saying. Like, like he really, like honestly, like I can't believe I, I'm still shocked. The Browns. I, I'm so angry with the Browns because I feel like they kind of like washed their hands of of Baker Mayfield for no reason. Like they threw him out there when he obviously was hurt and couldn't play. This is something we'll touch back on when we obviously get to the north. Um, <laughs> and then they tried to replace him with a guy who. Before the franchise he played for, like enabled him to assault twenty four plus women. Yeah, with sixty six different masseuses. Yeah, we're going to talk what, four years. We we might discuss them a little bit because the Texans are on our list of teams today. But yeah, what a what a poverty franchise. What a couple of poverty franchises. True. Yeah. Love that the Browns are getting screwed. Yeah. But you know, shitty situation. Oh, facts agreed. Um, yeah, I, that and honestly, that really is it. There's a, there's a couple other pieces of news that have come out in the in the last three weeks, obviously, but I don't think there's any that really should. Uh, w- there's not enough that would spend that would cost us spending time on, if that makes sense. Okay. Oh so, yeah, uh, you want to get us into the first team, my friend? All right, starting us off will be the Indianapolis Colts, and this is this is still an off season grading scale, so we're gonna. Go over like who they have, what they got, and you know, give give our grade of them. Yeah. So for my Indianapolis Colts off season, this this is for this year. I'm gonna give them B, B plus, B plus, and I do that 
mainly because I really like Matt Ryan. He's still a very good quarterback. I mean, last year kind of hurt him because Atlanta was that bad, but he is still a good quarterback. He's got to love the Stephon Gilmore signing because he is still, again, a lockdown corner. Oh, yeah. And let's be honest, they got rid of Carson, which I don't – I'm not the biggest Carson fan, not the biggest Carson hater, but you got to understand his faults, and he just wasn't that great last year. I think everybody can agree on that. No reason they should have given up a first-round pick for him. And I think that they have done – they did well with what they had. They, they, I mean, they didn't, they didn't go all – I, I still don't think they went all out yet. I think that's what hurts them and brings them down is that they, they haven't gone all out in a free agency with all the money that they've had. Mm-hmm. And now they've kind of screwed themselves because they have these all-star players who are about to become free agents or are going to get a new deal, and they're probably going to be in cap hell and they're in quarterback purgatory again after next year. So where that's that's why you give them the B-plus. They made great moves. It's just you still don't have a franchise quarterback, which is what wins Super Bowls in the NFL. Yeah, no, I, I I'm on a similar track. Um, I, but I won't give them a B plus. I'll give them a B minus. Um, and for all the reasons you said, I mean, I feel like what they had to be positive. Like they still have a great offensive line. Their defense is still is still solid, especially with Stephon Gilmore in the secondary. Now that defense becomes kind of like quite scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, their offensive line is still good. Um, Jonathan Taylor is ridiculous. Uh, Matt Ryan, I I will agree. Uh, I I forgot that we were both on the Matt Ryan train. I, I actually love Matt Ryan. I felt like he was underrated before his MVP season. As his MVP season, and the only thing people remember from that MVP season is the fact that his team gave up the lead to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl 27-3. to Not just him, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, blame still falls on him because they didn't score, but, like, at the end of the day, that defense still played awful that second half. Um, and coaching. How do you – why are you oh, – exactly. you had Devontae Freeman and you weren't running the ball. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, and so to blame him and for the kind of the, the, the ludicrous levels of, of scrutiny he's received, like, since that game and post that game, when that team mm-hmm. has had, like, a coaching carousel or just awful coaching in general, um, like, a revolving door of players and the poverty franchise that was the Falcons post their Super Bowl run, mm-hmm. like, I feel like – to say that was Matt Ryan's fault is ludicrous, and so I love, but not just the fact that they brought in Matt Ryan. I love the Nick Foles signing, um, reuniting Nick Foles with Frank Wright. I think that that is a great, like, you, you've heard the, the old expression, and it's super old, and I hate it at times, but in this case, I really think it's beneficial. You're only as good as your backup quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, if Matt Ryan goes down, you get a guy that can do the exact same thing, just to a lesser extent, that already knows the playbook of the head coach going in, so you might as well, like, Yes, he might not make every single throw Matt Ryan can make, but you have in essentially the same quarterback replacing the guy that just got hurt. So it's like, like I love that. Um, Philip Lindsay signing and, and Tyson Williams signing were good to round out that running back room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But those are all the positives, right? Yeah. My, my one negative, yes, they signed Alec Pierce to a four-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Who else you throw into, man? Like that, you got you got Pittman. That's about that's it. That's what I was about honestly. to say. You got Michael Pittman, then Alex Pierce, then Paris Campbell. Like, yeah. Like, I'm looking down their their wide receiver chart, and it's just like there are guys that I like. 
recognize, but not guys that I'm like, oh yeah, like like they got Kiki Cody from who once played in Houston down there in the third string of their receiver core, but like. After that, like, like, also, I forgot to mention, I should say, in the running back core, they still have Naheem Hines behind Jonathan Taylor. So that that four, that kind of that four set of running backs behind Jonathan, you got Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay, and Tyson Williams, and I think that's a great lineup. Oh, it's it's one of the best running back groups in the NFL. That's phenomenal. But then, like, who's he gonna throw it to? Like, like their tight end Mo Ali Cox is all right, but then they they right now on the depth chart on ESPN, he's followed up by Kylan Granson. Yeah, they're they're like it's it's such a hard they're a hard team to go with because you can go either way. Right. Like their offseason could either be terrible to you or good to you. R- really, it, it depends on how you feel about certain players. Right. The lack of depth at receiver is worrisome yeah. and tight end. But they don't in today's NFL, you don't really need a great tight end. It helps. Oh, it yeah. does. It helps. Yeah. It helps a younger quarterback. Older quarterbacks don't really need great tight ends to be great. Right. And the only reason I bring up the tight end is just because the receiver core is so bad. Yeah. But, like, let's be honest about it. In Indy is – they're not there to throw the ball. They're there to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor at least two of the three downs. Right, right. And they throw the ball one time. Say, so I mean, if, if, if their scheme is as good as what it's advertised as, Oh yeah. See, here's the thing. You're gonna see a lot of. I will. I say you're gonna see a lot of dual, like, uh, dual backfields with. As whoever. they should. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of that, and it's not always gonna be with Jonathan Taylor. You're gonna see <laughs> a lot of mix and matching, which will make them very, very scary. Like, mm-hmm. imagine you have this carousel of of Taylor Hines and Philip Lindsay, and I know Philip Lindsay's dropped off, but he's still dangerous threat, especially in this core. Then all of a sudden you get Tyson Williams coming in there in the third quarter to relieve the other three, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and the the big thing on this too is when you have that many great running backs, what ends up happening is come playoff time, most of them are going to be healthy because they're not being bell cowed. Yeah, you're gonna, and that will also help your wide receiver core because as thin as it is, when they do throw the ball, you're going to see a lot of play action, you're going to see a lot of motion, a lot of fakes, Mm -hmm. but when they do throw it. These guys, not only will they be healthy as well, but they're going to be waiting for that opportunity. So I think you're going to see, you're going to see this receiver core if 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 it goes the way I think it will. I actually like Frank Wright as a coach. I think he comes up with some mm-hmm. pretty good schemes. Yes. Um, I I really think that we will see this wide receiver core in Indy make a lot more plays than what I think their depth chart shows. Like they're like Michael Pittman, Alex Pierce, and Paris Campbell are going to probably ball out. Um. Mm-hmm. And their their stats might not be like they might not pop off the page, but you're gonna see a lot of impressive catches. You're gonna see a lot of like like plants break for twenty, thirty, forty yards, maybe even touchdowns. Um revolving around multiple hundred yard gains by Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines and Philip Lindsay catching the ball out of the backfield. Like you're gonna see a lot of that in Indiana and it it'll be fun. They'll have a definitely, I think, a, a more of a grinded out kind of like longer drive type offense. They're not gonna be one that you're gonna see hear a lot of like 60 yard bombs. You're not going to hear a lot of that um, high hitting offense, but they're still an offense that if they if they ran correctly, they can probably score up to 25 points per game, which is pretty respectable. Absolutely, and the good thing for them is that in this in this division, it's them and the Titans. Exactly. They're they're up at the top, one A, one B. You know they can interchange, and then there's four A, four B. Yeah, 
that's that's how I'll rank them because they're both trash. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh, agreed. And here's the thing too about the Colts that if if you're a Colts fan, you should be pretty hyped for because exactly what you just said. It's really a two way race for a playoff spot. But also that offense, like we just said, if it's ran correctly, can still mm-hmm. be very respectable. But also, mm-hmm. like we haven't even talked about it. We talked about Stephon Gilmore signing, but that defense can get stops. Like if they, they play and stay healthy, that defense is scary. So they're yeah, very good. You don't very well coached. Oh yeah, like like I just I think back to the to the Broncos when they beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl when uh, in Peyton Manning's last year. That man could not throw. You know what I mean? Like that offense for the for the Broncos was awful. It was. And they still won a Super Bowl. So I'm not saying that the Colts defense is on that level, but when you have a good defense and a quality offense or I I don't even want to say quality, like like a decent offense, I really think that you can go far, especially in a two-way race cuz all you got to do is get hot at the right uh, yeah, exactly. I think I think it's time for the the Jaguars. Yeah, moving on, Jacksonville. All right, I w- I would really like to go first on this because I w- I want to talk about it. Please do. Okay, I'm gonna go with a C minus. Okay. I feel like I'm being generous here. Okay. What what were their key moves this off season? Can you tell me? Because I I've got I've got two right off the top of my head that I think are very important i mean i'm hunting through uh okay. they signed okay. ej perry <laughs> okay that's well, the first one i saw <laughs> they signed christian kirk for four years 72 million oh, yeah bad deal bad deal like christian kirk <laughs> decent receiver not worth 72 million over four just not i mean there's no reason he should be getting 18 million dollars a year just i i don't get that that brings him down they brought in brandon sheriff really good guard like him Great, really good right guard, really good. But they let Andrew Nor- Norwell walk when they're basically the same age, and like they they basically just flip flop because Scherf went to Jacksonville from Washington and Norwell went from Jacksonville to Washington. I yeah. mean, so you're not really getting there's not much of a difference. Norwell's a really good guard, has been for years. That's why he got paid. Right. Your next one bringing in Evan Ingram who could be good, could be really bad. He's He is a very up-and-down player. And then you're bringing in Trayvon Walker, who, well, let, let's let's put it nicely. It, he, is, he is very raw. He is straight athleticism, which I, I'm very curious to see how that translates to the NFL because we've seen guys with just straight raw athleticism turn into absolutely nothing. Right. They're, they're going to have to develop him. He is not going to be a first-year 10-sack guy unless they're basically given to him. Yeah. No, I agree. But, I mean, which they, they – honestly, they could. Josh Allen's on the other side of him. They, they do have hope there. But you really didn't do much offensive line-wise to help Trevor Lawrence at all. He was might as well have been running for his life last year. <laughs> yeah. The best receiver you got him again was Christian Kirk on a very overpaid deal, and you let DJ Chark walk, who again shocking. was never he was never really healthy. So it's I understand still I understand that move, but DJ Chark signed for ten million, and Christian Kirk's getting eighteen. I just don't get that, you know. But I get yeah. I get yeah, I whatever you know. The Jaguars are going to Jaguar. 
they still have a decently bright future just because they have Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. ETN is going to be, it should be good. James Robinson is a very good running back when he's healthy. Don't know when that'll be. Don't know. I'm pretty sure ETN's healthy, so they'll have a starting, they'll have a very good running back starting for them week one. Yeah. Again, don't have a really good offensive line. So what's it matter? Yeah, that was something I was going to point out was that their draft class was okay. Um, I mm-hmm. I still think I know I've said it in our last episode. I still think uh, Kevon Thibodeau was the best player in this draft, and um, they passed up on him. They passed up on everybody to take Trayvon Walker from Georgia, which mm-hmm. that's not a bad pick. He'll no. do well for them. You mm-hmm. know, like I think he'll do relatively well. Uh, I'm looking at the draft right now. The 20th pick, which was their next pick, they took Devin Lloyd, a linebacker out of Utah, and then in the third round. After the following that pick, they took Luke Fortner and a, uh, the center from Kentucky, or he's going to be playing center in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bring all that up because all three of those guys are just named, okay? Mm-hmm. Fortner, Walker, and uh, Lloyd. and yeah, Lloyd are all right now currently listed as starters, mm-hmm. which is a huge issue. They didn't like yes. Luke Fortner in the long run will be, I think, I think a great addition. I mean, we're from Absolutely. the Kentucky area. We know exactly what this man can do. Big um, blue wall. Yeah. Oh, he, yes. He is like he was a big piece of that. He is he is a human wall. Um, but I don't know in his first year. You know, like I, I they didn't do anything to really improve their offensive line. In fact, they lost they lost big piece of their offensive line. The retirement of oh crap, what, what's his name? What I'm looking for it. Can't remember his name. Their center just retired. Oh. Oh no. Never I do this every about. episode. I always forget <laughs> names. I'm so bad with names. I know who I'm talking about. I just can't remember their name. Uh Brandon Linder. Like he was yeah. you know like like he was a good vet presence. He wasn't somebody that was gonna like change the game, but like <clears throat> if you had good pieces around him, he was a good plug and play guy. Yeah. He retires on a already really young squad with a going into his second year quarterback. So now you replace him with another rookie. And like a, defensively, like they just um brought back Josh Allen on his fifth year option, right? But then you mm-hmm. surround him with Devin Lloyd and all these other guys that are super young or didn't really pan out to their potential or are all potential. And so it's uh, like I don't know. Like there are noticeable names on here that will make plays, like Shaq Griffin's down there that will in in the secondary and he will make plays. Yeah. But, like you know what I mean? Like they're not yeah, gonna I consistently get, get stops. Their line's not gonna consistently protect uh, Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna see a lot of play action, not in the same vein as as the Colts, where they had a bunch of options to, you're going to see a lot of play action and a lot of pistol set, I feel like, because they're going to want to get the ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands quick. Yeah, I mean, they they completely might as well. I mean, they didn't disregard the offensive line. They still drafted Fortner, who will be fairly solid in the long run. Right. Scherf is good, but you're still starting Cam Robinson at left tackle. I, I mean, come on. Like, this is... Trevor Lawrence was seen as a generational quarterback coming in and your best protection for him on the, his blind side is Cam Robinson. Yeah. That's an issue. It you, is like you have to be smarter about this these kind of things. You're he's what's going to happen is he's going to roll out one time somebody's going to clip a knee and he's going to go down. Right. I mean, God I really hope that that does not happen because he is a, he is an incredible quarterback. Oh yeah. But when when you don't address the most important part uh, of a roster yeah well second quarterback's probably the first yeah but when you don't address that there there opens windows that you don't really want to have 
Yeah, I I can see this really like very scarily uh, resembling a Joe Burrow in his first yeah. year, like where mm-hmm. where they he had no line, but he was playing out of his mind. And obviously, Joe number one had as bad as the Bengals were, they were still better than the Jags were in this position. And I feel like Joe, his game translated a little bit easier. I think. Yeah, because uh, we didn't see Trevor Lawrence really start making plays until late in the season when the pressure was off. Not to say he's not going to become that. I'm just saying that's what happened. Um, yeah. And so I think the second year we'll see a lot of Trevor Lawrence making plays. The Jags will look a lot better. They'll actually look kind of competitive because Trevor Lawrence is being Trevor Lawrence. Christian Kirk can still make plays. Marvin Jones Jr. can still make plays. Evan Ingram, if he's healthy, is athletic as all crap, he'll make plays. But then we'll see that where he'll roll out and exactly what you just said. He'll get clipped. He'll be hurt. And it'll be devastating because of what we know he can be. Yeah, you would. You kind of wish they had taken more of the uh, Chargers Justin Herbert route this year. Like I, I, I still think you know Trayvon Walker is going to be a good prospect. But man, wouldn't Evan Neal have been nice on that side? Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I, I would have definitely drafted O line, spent money on the O line, and then gotten whatever month used whatever like finances i had left to get defense so that maybe he number one he's protected when he's on the field and number two when he's off the field maybe he has a chance to make something happen yeah but they're 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 trash can of a team they're or their organization has been bad for a long time outside of what 2017 when they lucked into drafting a lot of good people and signing a lot of good people because they had a lot of money and then in the next year and a half they were all gone yeah Agreed. Uh, I didn't actually give them a grade. Uh, I gave them a C because they stayed even keel. Like they had a really good draft class. Um, even even though I I kind of I don't I don't want to downplay the whole uh, Trayvon Walker because he's a great player. I just don't know if he was the guy they should have gone with. Um, but they yeah. still had a great draft and they still like like I know like I know how you feel about uh, Christian Kirk. I didn't dislike Christian Kirk. If Travis Etienne's healthy, that's a great pickup. Marvin Jones Jr. is a really good vet receiver. Um, they still got Laquan Treadwell down there in the receiver core, Zay Jones. So, like, they have decent names that can kind of make plays. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, and Evan Ingram, as we said. But other than that, like, they're still going to be a trash can. They're still going to, like, I'm happy I'm not a Jags fan because the pain yeah, it's it's got to be. It's They're be going bad. to go four and thirteen. Yep. If not worse. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next dumpster fire organization, the Houston Texans. I I know I called I I've used the term twice for two different teams, but I can we can only discuss one today, and that's going to be the Texans. And I'm going to say this because they have really agitated me with their whole handling of the Deshaun Watson thing. Uh, poverty franchise. Like, it's awful. Like, I just want to take a second to just just be just share share my sheer agitation at the fact that just handling the situation, right? Yeah. They not only did they withhold information until after he left, then they tried to screw the organization they traded him to by confessing that they were enabling him to do this by getting him his own hotel room and continuing to hire this this service, masseuse service, knowing what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you do that after you trade him, not because, you know, you're like, you come to your senses, but because you want to screw the team that took him. Mm-hmm. Like, like I have my own, like, I, I've described a little bit, and when we get to the North, I will go into my agitation with the Browns, because they're a whole different issue, but mm-hmm. the Texans, in general, are probably 
the my least liked franchise and there and you knowing me for as long as you've known me that that's a lot um it is awful i think that this franchise should be punished just as badly as sean watson because if they had done anything different had they had just said no we won't let you do this because of you know humanity a lot of probably suffering and pain could have been you know avoided but they chose not to yeah i mean there's there was a lot wrong with the way that they handled that and a lot wrong with the way that they enabled deshaun it's just you get what you you get what you get at that point like it's it's good that they're going to suck for a long time it oh, really yeah. is. Oh yeah, no, and and I hope there's other punishment. Like I said, if you're gonna punish Deshaun as he should be, if it, in all honesty, he probably shouldn't play another game. Yeah. Um, but if and when you punish Deshaun, the Texans better be receiving punishment as well. Absolutely. It's like this this type of issue shouldn't be just limited to players. It should be limited to people that allowed it to happen. Yeah. Especially because, like, in some situations, you can't. Like, there's like obviously, right? Like, yeah. a lot of the time, the the guilty party will go their own route and do it but when the entire organization like make sure that it can happen mm -hmm. yeah no nah, no nah, that doesn't fly no and i'm i'm very happy that they're gonna suck and yeah. so uh with that uh offseason grade c minus oh dude yeah uh i'm giving them a c minus because they drafted incredible um the rest of the organization is a dumpster fire they let the best player that's on the team walk and Justin Reed. Yeah. Because, eh, well, Deshaun wasn't playing last year, so. Right. You're not going to count him. He shouldn't be counted anyway. He probably shouldn't even count toward the Browns offseason, but that's for later. So, they drafted incredibly well. They let the good players that they had walk. I mean, they brought in, what, Steven Nelson who is about three years past his prime. I mean, they I get they helped the line a little bit, getting Kenyon Green. Uh, Davis Mills might be a capable starting quarterback in the NFL. We don't really know for sure yet because, well, the Texans suck. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, what are we getting out of them? They're just – They're so bad. They will be lucky to win three games this year. Oh, for sure. Uh, I I'll go. I will stay in that C minus C range. I'm kind of tweening because, like like you said, their draft class was crazy. Um, Derek Stingler. Yeah, Stingley. Sorry, I don't know why I looked at Junior and just mixed them together. Derek Stingley, I love. Um, I really that was a great pickup for them. Absolutely. Um, Kenyon Green, another great pickup. Like one every, of the best offensive linemen in the draft. Yeah, like every like even into their like like third, fourth, fifth round picks. Like I'm looking like like in the second round they took Jalen uh Petri, How do you pronounce Petrie. it? Petrie. Petrie. Thank you. Uh, John Mechie the third. Like like they just keep going. Christian Harris, mm -hmm. Damian Pierce. Like these are like these are great picks for when they were the, taken. They really are. And I mean, so it's like like they have a great core, and if they can keep drafting like this, they will eventually find in the, themselves three to five years with a really good core. Um, but in terms of what they what they picked up for this upcoming season, um, a bunch of like I don't want to say nobodies because they're like pro players that are getting paid millions of dollars, but like mm -hmm. their best player, and I'm looking through here, that's not a rookie, 
I look, and I'm not going to call him their best player, but I see him and I think, please get him out of there, is Brandon Cooks. Um, yeah. <laughs> please save Brandon Cooks because he's yeah. their best receiver. Yeah. You got, so like, like they're right now, their quarterback rotation. <laughs> you want to hear their four quarterbacks they got on roster? Uh, I know Kyle Allen and Davis Mills. Let's hear the rest. Jeff Driscoll. Oh, my God. And Kevin Hogan. Oof. Those are their four. Those are the guys they got to choose between. Is David Mills or Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll, and Kevin Hogan, and it makes me so it just I it's so funny because yeah that is so bad like like I can understand you going with Davis Mills because he's at least like somewhat competent right mm-hmm. but like Kyle Allen had his shine didn't really pan out but then the other two are just so bad yeah and then their running back room is the exact same Marlon Mack is respectable. Uh, Rex Burkhead was good with in New England with uh, with Coach Be- uh, Belichick, but then you mm-hmm. got Damian Pierce and oh my gosh, Garrett Ogun Ogun Bowale. I'm I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce that name. So Ogun Bowale. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, and their receivers, we'll Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and John Mechie the third will be their probably starters with Philip Dorsett. Chris Conley and Chris Moore, and that's that's all right. That's not good. Their tight end rotation is just awful. Brevin Jordan, Farrell Brown, Keegan Quinn. Oh gosh, Quitoriano. There we go. I got it out. And then there. I mean, besides Larry Tunsil, I don't really. I mean, they have some decent guys on their front line, but not enough to really protect David Davis. Um. Their defense, outside of Derek Stingley, who's probably a year or two out from being what he will be, is really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the exact same situation, just without a quarterback. Or promise. Yeah, which Davis still could be pretty decent. Okay, uh, again, what, it's, uh, Josh McCown decent? Like, like, what kind of decent are we talking about? I'm talking like... Jimmy G decent? Oh my gosh. No, don't even try to compare. I'm I'm saying like he's not gonna be the best quarterback in the NFL, but he could be serviceable. Davis. Yeah, as a backup. Okay. I mean he still beat out Tyrod last year, which again, serviceable back serviceable backup. But he still did it. I mean, you gotta ah, give him some props. Tyrod, I love Tyrod, but not his best showing, man. Bad day for Tyrod Taylor when he loses to Davis Mills for the starting got job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this franchise. They they stayed the same, arguably got a lot worse, um, but because of their draft class, like kind of like you in the exact same situation, I don't want to give them like a D because they drafted so well. Yeah. Um, and they still have Laramie Tunsil. Um, who I... I, thought he's, I thought he signed with Miami. No, on here it or says no. he's still there. No, he's still there. I'm thinking of someone else. Very say, uh, you almost, I was almost thrown for a loop because I was like, when did this happen? Because I completely missed that if that happened. Pretty sure I'm thinking about uh, Armstead. Yeah, you probably are. It happens. It does. All right, let's go on to the Titans. Please. Um, so. You, you keep going first. I keep going first? You, you've been okay. killing it. I just want, I want to keep hearing what you have to say. All right, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, I really can't give them anything higher than a C. I mean, they didn't bring anybody in. They really, all they did was lose people. They 
I, th- I think genuinely the reason they are the reason they are even at a C bringing in Austin Hooper, who is a serviceable, very good tight end, and drafting Malik Willis, who could be the next guy. That's it. Like that that is my entire reason for them being a C because let's be honest, they didn't really do anything else. They I mean what what can you say? They didn't really need much. They needed a, a little bit, but they didn't need much. So I th- I think I feel comfortable sitting them in the C range. That way, I don't have to. I can I can I can comfortably be okay with putting them in the C because if I if I give them a B, I'm an idiot. If I give them a D and their players pan out, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so. You, you got. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give myself a little bit of leeway, but that's that's about as that's about all I can get. All right. So uh, you can you can call me an idiot if it if it doesn't pan out or if it does pan out. I guess because I'm giving them a D plus. Um, I they did nothing but make themselves worse. Not only with talent, like I, they had an okay draft class, right? Like Malik Willis yeah. could end up being amazing. I I really like that pickup. But after that, like. Traylon Burks is good, but like, you still lost AJ Brown, so yeah, like you dealt. That's that's what that says that yeah. you dealt your best receiver. You drafted the guy that's going to replace your current quarterback and just made him angry. Like you still have a decent, like you're pretty good actually. I'll say you still have a really good offensive line. Um, your two projected starting wide receivers are currently questionable: Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, right? So it's like, yeah. yes, they will still have receiving core, and I know they're a run-first team if, Derek Hen- if, when, if and when Derrick Henry gets healthy. But at the end of the day, Derrick Henry's been carrying a lot. So at some point, you got to start throwing the ball, and you got a guy mm-hmm. that's not happy to receivers that aren't healthy. Yeah. Then you yeah. add into the fact that their defense, while still good, like they still have – they. I mean, Bud Dupree's going into his second year here. Um, I'm just looking through. Landry. Like, sorry, what? Harold Landry is really oh, good. I, was, I mean, we're not who I was about to name name after this. Yeah. But I was just I was about to say his name. And I was going to look down. Like they still have yeah. a bunch of really good, like like high quality names. It's still, honestly, this defense is on is almost the exact same. So like, yeah. and they're, they're this defense is going to be very serviceable. We're going to see like the the Colts Titans games will be fun to watch just because they're going to be so defensive heavy. Yeah, but the Colts, like while they vastly improved, the Titans, like. While they did bring in Austin Hooper and they still have that good O line, they not just because of the loss of talent, but they die. Like they, what's the word I'm looking for here? They fell back so far just because of the things that they did in the locker room. Yeah, like they, I just I can see this becoming just from the things I saw with Ryan Tannehill, and I had so many problems with that because he was just an absolute like dick, like to, to Malik Willis, right? He's like he got mad that they drafted. He's like, oh, it's not my job. You train a guy. It's like, dude, you are 34 on a run-first team. I wouldn't even call you a franchise quarterback. You just do your job when you're called upon. You don't make plays. No, he he's – honestly, he cost him last year. That's what like, I'm saying. And so it's like, I don't he, know, like he, he, he agitates me because he does that. Well, he did that, but I feel like that mindset will not go away, especially when Malik Willis shows he's got a better arm, he's more athletic, and he's more accurate. Uh, and threatens his job, right? So you're just going to see – I feel like you're going to see Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill get more and more toxic. It's going to affect the rest of the locker room to an already depleted and worse team. 
you know, that's not completely healthy, who probably will be by by the time the season rolls around. But you know what I'm saying. I, I get it. They they are a very health dependent team, and if deep. if one of their old line goes down, they're they're gone. One if their running back goes down, you might as well. If Derrick Henry goes down, this is a 500 or below team. That's what I'm Let's, saying. Like like Derrick Henry goes down, you got Hassan Haskins backing him up. Like there's nothing wrong with Hassan Haskins, but that's all you have. Yeah, um, they they really should have brought back uh, Deontay Foreman. Oh yeah, who was very good that for them a last year. Phenomenal replacement when Derrick Henry went down. That's why that team was mm. still where they were. Yeah, so you you're gonna they're about to hit a very serious decline. Yeah, and the way that their off season went, you wouldn't think that. You would think they're just plugging holes to go to a Super Bowl, but. Let's be honest. This, if this team wasn't good enough last year to go to a Super Bowl, why would people think, or why would their front office think that they're good enough this year when they got worse and a lot of other teams got better, especially in the AFC West? Exactly. Like the AFC West. Yeah. They, yeah. We're not, I mean, we're, yeah. Look, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, let's be, let's be real. It's, it's for them and the Colts, it's win the division or go home. There's, there is no hope of fighting for a wild card spot. Exactly. There just isn't. No. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah, the Titans, in my, like, honestly, in my perspective, from what I see, they had an awful offseason. Like, just awful. Austin Hooper was a decent signing. And, like, like Malik Willis, I feel like – and on, that's the thing that I think agitates me most about the uh, Ryan Tannehill thing is that that was the right move. That man fell. He was the obvious best player in the draft at that point in the third round. And your quarterback's aging, and is it a playmaker like that? Ryan Tannehill is not like that. No, he is. He is. He is far from being the elite level quarterback that thinks he is. Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. Is that if Ryan Tannehill was a GM in that same position, he would have done the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. Everybody would. Yeah. Most people probably would have ended up drafting him earlier, but somehow he just kept falling. Yeah, I don't understand. I it, it was. It was good. It was good for them. I'm happy for them. Yeah. I understand. I understand why he fell. I don't think he should have fell as far as he did, but I understand why he fell. Right. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. I don't know. I do want to say that one of their latest transactions they did five days ago. Um, they added a guy from Eastern Kentucky from EKU. Mm. Jeremy ha- or Jeremy Hawkins, who they added. They didn't say signed. I'm gonna assume that means practice squad. Um, but hopefully that means something good. Yeah. Roll currents. <laughs> Roll currents, baby. I mean, I'm. How many? There's what two other people in the NFL went to Eastern? Tim Boyle and Noah Spence. I don't even know if Noah Spence is still in the NFL. Yeah, and I, Tim Boyle just recently signed an extension with the Lions. So yeah, like he'll be he's, there. Uh, he's he's their backup right now, which is um, yeah, not not good for the Lions. Not at all. No, I mean, hey, hey, Roll Kearns, don't don't talk bad about my boy Timmy. I'm sorry. He's he's <laughs> just he's he's Tim Boyle. I mean, come on. All right, whatever. All right, you all ready right. to get into the NFC? I am good, sir. Let's move on. All right, this is the Buccaneers. We've had a very very interesting offseason by all accounts. So. Like first thing that happens is Tom Brady retires. You go from Tom Brady retiring to him coming back. Then you start adding pieces back. Gronk retires. You still haven't filled out 
the last of that defense. Um, obviously, because Tom Brady comes back, that makes their offseason a lot better. Mm-hmm. They still don't have his replacement, which is a little sketchy. Their running back room is still the same. They brought Fournette back, which was uh, it was a good move. It was a smart move. Got to like that. They lost their second best lineman in Alex Kappa. He went to Cincinnati. Brought in Russell Gage to fill Antonio Brown's role. And what they what they who else they signed that was important? Uh, Keem Hicks to fill Nadamakan Sue's role. So. C plus. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to give them. Was that they recovered and maybe you know got got better in a few areas, stayed the same everywhere else. I mean, might have gotten worse in places that was that's e- easily replaceable. Yeah, like they they're still going to be really good because yeah they're the Buccaneers. They have Tom Brady. They're going to be good. The issue lies that this is an off season grading, and they didn't get better that much no like they, like, they they lost whitehead they lost kappa they lost oj howard who was who would have been their starter this year yeah so you you lost three of your most important positions and i i'll just be honest i don't think that they filled those positions that well in the draft I actually I like their draft, you know. But here's the thing: after after what, looking at this, kind of deliberating for a second, I'm actually going to drop them from a C plus to a C minus, and I will explain. I, I would I would probably go in the same boat. Just after like like because I just off the first look and kind of knowing what I already knew, but after thinking about it and looking at like I pulled up their depth chart after looking at their signings and I realized like <laughs> like like I they lost their starting tight end, they lost their starting center. <laughs> they're, uh, they're so they have a worse line, including tight end. They have mm-hmm. a like, and, and this, this, what I'm about to say doesn't matter as much because it's Tom Brady, but their their wide receiver core is is thin. Oh yeah, like, once it's, like it's, if if one of them gets hurt, you're you're throwing in Scotty Miller, and yeah. if one of them gets tired while one of them's hurt, who are they throwing in? Like, like Brashad who? who Perriman. Uh, yeah, Brashad Perriman. Like like <laughs> Cyril Grayson. He got drafted because he was fast as hell, and he's not that fast anymore. Right. So, why is why is he still kicking around? I don't know. I feel like they could probably get some better a, a better wide receiver than Brashad Perriman to be right. like a fourth or fifth guy. But you know, caps cap situations are very difficult, and you know, they're just they're. They just did not do well this offseason. Exactly. Like, like they're they're gonna be fine. They still have like defensively, yeah. especially Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, um, uh Jaquil Barrett, um, mm-hmm. Logan Ryan, like all these guys that they have, like they're gonna be fine. Devin White, like defensively, they're gonna be great, right? Like yeah. they were last year, even without um the suit. Um, it's just their offense, even with Tom Brady. While it will still be good because Tom can just make those plays and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still there. Their line is not as good, so he's not going to be as protected. So that means he's going to be hurried a little bit more. He's still going to be Tom Brady. Like, yeah, Leonard Fournette's still there. But, like, I don't know. They just don't have as much of a security blanket. I think they got worse. I really do. Yeah, I I tend tend to agree. But I I think 
the thing that really like if Tom Brady retired, this this offseason is like D a D minus. Yeah. D minus. But because he it's basically like they signed him again. Yeah. Like you can you kind of have to look at it that way. And so you're thinking about signing him again, and their two best additions were Keem Hicks and Russell Gage, who did right. fill holes, but I mean, what realistically, what is what is the ceiling for Akeem Hicks at this point? Russell Gage can be very good. I, I do like Russell Gage. I don't know. I would say with Tom Brady, he's gonna be better good. than what he actually is. Yeah. But we'll have we'll have to see because he he was in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. And you know, Matt Matt's a good quarterback. Uh I hope his arm strength stays intact. Yeah. Because again, I would like to see the Colts play good. Yeah. But like the Bucks just they didn't really they didn't do much. Well, see, I, I actually like their draft class because like they're in this class, it's almost like this looks like a rebuilding team's draft, right? Or like, yeah. like, like with the exception of a high first round pick for a high profile player, like everywhere else, like they're filling defensive end spots, offensive tackle spots running back tight end they got a punter they got like some some secondary help some you know defensive line so i don't know like i i like it because it it adds youth and depth into things that when they finally rebuild they can already have that step forward because how many years they got left like two so if you can afford it if you can start drafting like this earlier while you're coming out of one era and into another that just puts you that further ahead later right Mm -hmm. and here's the thing though this draft does not help them now that's the only issue. So that's why I dropped into a C minus. I love their. If we're doing a long term thing, they might be a little higher, like a C plus. I might have stuck with that because I, like I said, this draft is really, really good for building depth and for maybe even finding like some of those guys that will help carry them into the next era. Yeah. But like, if, if you have a few drafts like this while you're still good, and then you get that one draft where you get some of those high profile players to add on top of a few classes like this one, you're pretty good. You know. Like, I, I feel. Like, I feel like they're going for. Um like a better version of what Indianapolis is going for yeah. where they're get they're building the team up. And when Tom eventually retires, they're going to just bring in another quarterback and they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that let's the, the thing for them is when Tom retires, they're not getting another Tom. There is not another Tom. There will probably never be another Tom. So what is the ceiling for bringing in an older quarterback? What are they going to get a 40? What? 40, 41-year-old Aaron Rodgers, ride him for two years. I very seriously doubt that. I honestly don't – I don't see Aaron Rodgers ever leaving Green Bay. No. I think or, he retires after this year. Yeah, I don't know about this year. I think I think he stays this year, next year, and then he's gone. But it's – Maybe. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a bad time. It's not a bad time to be a Tampa Bay fan. That comes when Tom Brady retires. It's getting close. It's getting close. Yeah. They are still one of the best teams in the NFC and will have a shot at the Super Bowl this year. So you have to be optimistic about it. That's, man, but honestly, though, also, that's just because the NFC is weak. Well, I mean, they, they're, they still have Super Bowl champion Rams in there. Okay, yeah, the, the Rams, but it's super top-heavy. It is. You got a worse I, I'm going to be honest. I really just wanted to throw the Rams thing in there because you're a Bengals fan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I, I'm. You know what? I... I I have moved on. Not really. No, you have I'm still in pain. I was about to say, <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> I just, I, I, uh, I'm going to ignore it, and I'm going to talk about the the Bucks 
Um, because yeah, I I I don't know. I I feel like yeah, they will still be quote unquote Super Bowl contenders, and they will still mm-hmm. be um one of the quote unquote best in the NFC. That's just because the NFC is weak. It's weak. Yeah. It that it is. Like who who else in in their own division is gonna gonna compete with them? The Saints, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like yeah. they're a shoe in, even while what they've gotten considerably worse. They're a shoe in to win their own division, and who else in the NFC is going to challenge them? Okay, fine, another team from the NFC West, like like the the Rams or the Niners, right? But yeah. like like or the or even the uh oh shoot no I just lost who I was thinking of oh crap never mind retract <laughs> that last part. But the point is, yes, we know the teams that are already good in the NFC. There are no more after that. Like in the AFC, we could just keep going on and on and on about how this team might do that and this team might do that. I don't know if all this works out. This team might do that. We, they're, they're none of that. None of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the Packers yeah. might do something, but they lost Devontae Adams to the Raiders in the AFC. So it's just like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm. This is almost as bad as the East was to the West in the NBA. If you're if you're a basketball fan, for years the West was just the cream of the crop, and the East was just like LeBron James. This is what this feels like. To a lesser extent, this is what this feels like. You've got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the NFC. You've got everyone else in the AFC. Yeah, I mean that that those are where like I mean let's put it lightly. That's where the franchise quarterbacks are right now. Oh, factual, young and old. Like yeah. other than those two. Yeah. So I'm there. I, f- I feel very, I, f- I feel comfortable with my C grade for C them. Minus. Uh, I understand it. Realistically, we could go D plus and really I, f- I feel like I would be okay with it. I'll, I'll give but them some respect. They're still, I will, they're still I will give them. Yeah. I will give them their respect. Even, even though I don't know how they'll be without Bruce Arians. I, I think Todd Bowles will have a good second going. It's yet to be seen. Well, it, it'll be very interesting to see this year. I'm well, excited about that. All I'm saying, and this will be the last point we make about the Bucks, Bruce mm-hmm. Bruce Arians wasn't calling the offense anyway. It was mm-hmm. Byron Le- Le- or Ludwig, and he's still going to be calling the offense, so it's not like that's going to change. And the defense is still going to be called by Todd Bowles, so that's not going to change either. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do. It, and all, and again, all Bruce Arians be... did was move into a front office role, so he's still going to be around. Yeah. All right, our next team is the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go. I actually don't right. care for the Falcons. I just wanted to act like I was hyped for them. Okay, well, I'm going to give them a solid B plus. Mm. And I'm going to be honest here. I was I was debating going a minus, wow. but but I don't know how good Drake London will be. And that really keeps me from going a minus. I, re- I I did I did like Drake London coming out. He is he could be a very good receiver. I was I was pretty high on Desmond Ritter coming out because he ran an NFL style of offense mm-hmm. in college. I I'm very hopeful to see what that brings. I like Marcus Mariota a lot. I, I'm I'm glad he's getting his second chance. They brought back Cordero, brought in Lorenzo Carter. And I mean, really, I'm I'm basing my grade off of those three players because they're those are the ones that matter to me, or four, however many I said. Yeah. Um, 
I'll go I'll go lower than that. I'll go a C plus. Um like I, I like the moves they made. Um like they, they added a little bit of depth to a weak receiver core. They signed guys like Geronimo Allison and and uh and, and among a few other guys. They got um Tucker Fisk to kind of back up their tight end core behind uh oh god. Kyle Pitts, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um they 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 tried their best to, to re up their aging res- or running back core because Cordell Patterson is going to be Cordell Patterson. Um, <laughs> but they got Damian Williams and uh, Tyler Ang- Anglier, all kind of there. But I don't know. I just they did improve, but they didn't make any of those home run hits other than Desmond Ritter. See, I I think I'm basing this more on the fact that they're finally pushing out that old regime that took them to the Super Bowl Which because it was it, it was time. It it was about time. They should they should they're going to be in like a full rebuild mode this year, yeah. which is absolutely perfect. It's what they needed to do. And I'm glad that they finally took that step because they were trying to win with players that just couldn't win anymore. Right. Good pl- great really good to great players in their prime. They just they just weren't in their prime anymore. That's right. okay. Just I'm I'm glad that they finally took that step. And I think when that once they traded Matt Ryan, that was that was them saying, "Okay, we know we suck. Let's go ahead and start rebuilding so that we can like yeah. progress on." You take a you take a chance on Ritter and Mariota, yeah. Because and I I really enjoy I really enjoy that because statistically speaking, one one of the quarterbacks taken outside of the first round will be good. Oh, for sure. That's just that's just how it is. Every year, one of them comes out, and they're just like, "Okay, this kid was actually really good," and they were just held back a little. Yeah. Last year, Davis Mills. Year before, I'm gonna be honest, I can't remember. But there's usually one in every class. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Mar- Mariota's getting his chance again. I don't think he. De- I don't think he deserved to be pushed out of Tennessee the way he did. But I'm a Mariota guy. I can't help it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. See, you can't sleep on Felipe Franks, the third current third string guy out of Florida and Arkansas. Do you remember Felipe Franks? I sadly, yes, I remember Felipe yeah, Franks. I he I was a trash can. Really I have was. no idea how he is still in the NFL roster. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I probably, I really shouldn't say that because he's in the NFL. He's a, he's a good quarterback. He's just, yeah. I I didn't think he was good in college. I don't know how he even made it to the NFL. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I agree. I was just messing around with Felipe Franks. See, here's the thing. Yeah. All their their best signings were draft picks. Yeah. Um, like honestly, like Desmond Ritter and Drake London, those two will probably be uh, like scary together, mm-hmm. in like two or three years. Um, I, I would say their best signings would be Lorenzo Carter, Rashawn Evans, Mariota. Oh yeah, if you're talking outside like, of draft, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the most exciting signings were yeah. from the draft. Yeah. But like in terms I mean, of best like ready now players, those three are for sure. Yeah. Like I mean, they kind of they gave themselves a, a bit of a window to rebuild this team, and then kind of give it give it a go, see if you got the quarterback, and if not, you can reevaluate. I would I would say you give Ritter, I would say you give Mariota this year, Ritter next year, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, like you you see what you have at the quarterback position, although it is Atlanta and. They will probably mess it up somehow. They'll probably do the Giants, do like the Giants, and then just keep starting the same quarterback, even though everybody knows he's trash. All, what all I'm gonna say is I don't think it's gonna take longer than half a season for Desmond Ritter to replace Mariota. 
I really don't think so. I think they I think they signed Mariota not knowing that they would get a chance at Ritter. And now that they've got a chance at Ritter, I can easily see this Falcons franchise getting overexcited. I really can. Oh, yeah, obviously. Like, that that could very easily happen. But if Mariota goes out there and balls out, he's still just 28. Well, facts, yeah. I, I mean, mean that's, that's complete facts. But at the end of the day, I don't think he will. Like, he'll, he will be a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But a good quarterback on a bad team doesn't always win games. That, that you're you're not wrong. They get to game eight and they are, you know, two and six, and they're like, "Well, we got nothing else to lose. Let's throw the kid out there." And the kid does all right, and then they're like, "This is the next guy." And then because you know confidence and bad team, he might, you know, uh, I've seen it so many times where a young quarterback kind of gets thrust into into a fire too early, and his confidence gets shaken because he's hit every other play and his passes are batted down because every single cornerback in the NFL is 15 times faster than any quarterback he's faced he's faced in the NCAA. Yeah, I I have I have some I have some fear for Desmond Ritter. I don't think just the way that this franchise has been um I have a lot more respect for the Falcons than I do some of the other franchises we've talked about, but they have also the Falcons have made some issues. Like they've had some issues. Yeah, definitely. So and I, 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 I'm okay with that. I, I just, and again, like I was saying earlier, I kind of, I base this more on them finally opening the door for a rebuild. Right. Like, okay, after Drake London and Kyle Pitts, they don't have a receiver. Like, as my Bengals self sees Auden Tate, and I'm like, ooh, Auden Tate, but Auden Tate barely played. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, like he's a good what, receiver. Let's be honest. What? Where was he gonna play? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Auden Tate's a good receiver, and I get how good the Bengals like were in terms of their their core. But also, like Auden Tate's not now he's not going to change the game for the Falcons. No, he's he's not he's not going to tip the scales in like, their favor that much to okay, where they're you got, competing. You got Ryan Edwards, and you got uh oh God, I'm not <laughs> this guy's name. I'm so bad at pronunciations. Alamide <laughs> Zacchaeus. Not even going to try. Uh, yeah, Olamide Zacchaeus. That's the name. I did it correctly, and anybody that says it's wrong, even him, if he says I pronounced it wrong, he is incorrect. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Um, the, but, like, that's it. Like, like there are guys I've never even heard of. There are guys that I have heard of and played nada on a good team, and then there are guys that haven't played a single snap. Um, and then there's Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. And their, line, their offensive line didn't really change, so it's meh. Their defense is trash. Yeah, their their first string running back is thirty five. Yeah, like yeah, no, I uh, I have little faith in the Falcons. Um, I worry they're gonna ruin Desmond Ritter. I hope he. Do. I love Desmond Ritter. I really do. So <laughs> I hope if he gets his chance, he just balls out and the Falcons like win you know seven games in a row and they do great. Um, I hope they do that with Marcus Mariota because I also like Marcus Mariota. I've got nothing against him. Um, but I have more fear for Ritter than I do Mariota because Mariota will be a very good quarterback regardless of how well they play. It won't be his fault that they lose. Let me put it that way. No, it'll 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 fall on them not being able to stop anybody from scoring or block anybody. Them just being, or have a or have a sense of a run game. Them being a literal trash can. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Panthers. Oh, here we go! Yay! Yay! Um, what Why we did thinking? we pick the South, Jarrett? Because I wanted to get them out of the way. Why so are we have here, to talk about man? This fire of a division. <laughs> Today, listen. I hope you didn't come here hoping to have a good time because none of no. us are. No, this is <laughs> terrible. I hate it. 
This has been awful. <laughs> we've just we've been dogging these teams for the last hour. <laughs> we, we've been recording for an hour and three minutes, and it has been except for maybe one team. It's just been their trash. They're a property franchise, and you know what? We are still here. And we're still correct about them being poverty <laughs> franchises. Let's not let's not act like we're not. We are no, we are very correct. Like it, that's what's. I think that's what's worse is that we're right. It's not even like an opinion. It's just factual. Yeah, it's just true. Like I honestly, if anybody watches any of this division's games, like I feel sorry for you. Yeah, like I will watch the Panthers get blown out by whoever else, but I will not watch them have a close game with the Falcons. Like no, no shot. <laughs> you, no. Catch me watching done. the Falcons and Panthers play in the fall. Nah, that ain't happening. Nah, like there there's so many other th- I love football, but I just I can't put myself through that. I just can't. I would rather go cut my lawn than watch the, these two teams play. Yeah, like no, it's just like, not I'll happening. go be productive. <laughs> yeah. I'll be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, sorry if you're a fan of either two of these two. Uh, actually, no, I'm not. Um, I, I retract fans of these teams. I, um, I, I feel sorry for them, but it's funny. <laughs> Listen, man, <laughs> you you ousted me earlier. I'm a Bengals fan. I suffered for years, okay? It's okay. Yeah. I, I, I look at other franchises that suffer and I laugh. Like, like, like the Falcons and the Panthers at least saw their team win a playoff game in the last five years. We, the, the, listen, this past year was the first time I saw my team win a playoff game in my life. I am 21 years old. Well, they, they should have had a couple, and I think that's what makes it worse. Regardless, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if they should have. They didn't. Yeah. Pain, Jared. Pain. Good old Marvin Lewis. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of puke, the Carolina Panthers. Let's go back to the Panthers. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, I'm I'm thinking along the lines of D plus. Literally, yeah, I, I'm so happy we're on the same level today because just D. I was just straight D. <laughs> like, what did they do? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, um, they brought in Matt Corral. Woo! Yeah. Their draft I mean, class was not very good. Um, no, it honestly, it doesn't even matter your opinion on Corral because he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and with the rest of this team, he is still probably going to be dog water. Oh yeah, because they suck so bad. Oh yeah, like the offensive line is terrible. Robbie Anderson's thinking about retiring because the team itself is such a <laughs> terrible organization. I won't make the joke. I'm not. I'm gonna leave him alone. I've done enough. Well, <laughs> and they got. I mean, DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey are great when they're on the field. Yeah, if Robbie you, Anderson still I, plays, they're, they're still. Let's be honest. They're still rolling out with Sam Darnold in Week One, and he's probably gonna do good Week One and Two, and then yeah. he's gonna become Sam Darnold again. No, no listen, man. He's... Listen, 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 listen. As a fantasy owner of Sam Darnold, okay, <laughs> I need you to chill. All right, I need you to relax, number one. Number two, in all seriousness, Sam Darnold in weeks one through five for last season was great until he got a concussion. And just like the Browns did with Baker in his shoulder, the Panthers were like, rub some dirt on it and get back out there, boy. And and he did, and he played like he had a concussion. He played scared. Oh, he was terrified. Like, I, I still think back to that clip of him, like, looking around on the sideline. looked like he was seeing ghosts. I know. Like, that's, that is how 
bad. Like he would, he was just getting demolished. He'd get the ball out and get clobbered. Oh yeah, no. If he's healthy, even if this line is bad, like they definitely needed to have fixed it. There's a third stringer named Michael Jordan on this line, by the way. Went uh, to Ohio State. Yeah, I I forgot he existed, and I saw his name, and I was like, Mike. I'm um, still. I'm honestly shocked he was a third stringer. Like I figured he would be higher up, as bad as they are. Yeah, you'd think, but no, he is currently behind. This is off topic, but he's currently behind. Uh. Pat Elfane, Elfane uh, and Cade Mays. Wow. Yeah. On the de- on this ESPN depth chart. Pro bowlers right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Their line is bad. Their wide receiver core is pretty good, and their running back core, when healthy, is really good. Um, yeah. But they still have a, you know, their defense is still bleh, And their I, line is non-existent. So. Yeah. I mean, they did bring in uh, – Bradley Bozeman, who was a really good center with Baltimore, and they brought in Austin Corbett from the Rams. But like outside of that, like who who's their left tackle? Who's their right tackle? I say is that is that going to be enough? Because I don't think so. I it can't be. Well, I I take that back. They did bring in Iki Aquano, who is very good. I really liked him. That was a great selection. So uh, yeah. you you get you get him on the left or right side. I don't know which which place they're going to play him. Listen, I get it. They're, they did do like improvements to the line. That won't make it better. Like that, like this year anyway. Like two guys will definitely make it better because they're vets. But I like Aquanu's great, but he won't be what he's going to be until late in the year, if not next year. Yeah, and they're they're they are still coached by probably the worst head coach in the NFL. Rule. So. What what where are you getting with like what are you getting out of them? I'm very comfortable giving them their D. Yeah, oh yeah, same. Like like if they can keep Sam Darnold healthy, if not, you're gonna throw in a young Matt Corral who's never played an NFL snap in his life, or you go back to PJ Walker, who also got hurt because their line was so bad. Yeah. And, and that listen. Yes, their line will still be bad, but but if Sam Darnold's healthy and the improvements they have, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe Aquanu <laughs> Bozeman, Corbett, mixed with Elfane and Martin will just make this the best line in the league. And Sam Darnold will have a, a second renaissance, and he'll just be what he was last year except all season. <laughs> yeah. And this and this defense will just be godly for no reason. And, you know, I, I've seen weirder. Yeah. Panthers fans, there's a chance. I'm going to give you false not, not a good, Not a good one. No. But there is a chance. There's a chance. Honestly, if Robbie Anderson retires, you might as well just move Christian McCaffrey to receiver and just have Chuba Hubbard start. Well, I mean, he would probably be healthier. As that a is what I am saying. So I honestly, let's let's do it. Like, go go ahead and oh, you can do it right get, now. I mean, yeah, do like, it right now, even with we'll, Robbie we'll, Anderson. Yeah, I, honestly, I would probably like their team better if they went ahead and moved him to receiver. Dude, imagine the run like the re- receiver core of Moore, Anderson, and McCaffrey. That's not bad. That's pretty tough. That's like that is not bad. That's a pretty, pretty tough. good. Yeah, it's pretty good. You're throwing McCaffrey in the slot, Dude. although he will be he will be going against more cornerbacks. But the issue I don't is, think it ma- I don't think that would matter. The, what What the issue is is if they did that, they couldn't scheme him out of the backfield to get him line get him lined up against a linebacker every play. Okay, do because what, do what, hold on, hold okay, on, hold fine, on. okay, fine, sorry, sorry, because. Okay. Their offensive scheme sucks. Yeah. Other teams, like, let's be honest, how does Cooper Cup get lined up against 
linebackers. It shouldn't happen, but it does because the Rams have a great offensive scheme. The Panthers do not have that, probably won't have that while their current coach is there. So you're really, you're not, it's, it's bad. Like they should have fired roll. I think everybody knows they should have fired roll. And they just didn't. See, what I was going to say um, was that they should just Debo Samuel McCaffrey um, and and play him in kind of both spots, but more of a receiver for the health reasons. But also, yeah, all he, I'm going to say – sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say I was going to say he's still getting the same touches and he's like a piece of paper. So That is facts. Um, but what I was going to say, because you talked about Cooper Cup being lined up on, on linebackers. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes, that man torched linebackers throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. He did, you know. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. decline. Do you, do you know what I'm about to say? I don't. I'm really curious. One time, he was covered perfectly. Oh God, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> one time, one time, he was covered. Perfectly by a man by the name of Logan Wilson. Yeah, this is all I'm going to say. I won't. I won't get back <laughs> on the subject. You you said you said you said the cursed name of Cooper Cup, and you said linebackers, and I had to bring it up. Yeah, the one time, the one time, a, a linebacker perfectly covered Cooper Cup. He got flagged. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's did. all I'm gonna say. I'm just—it's a crime, Jarrett. It's a crime. Yeah, yeah. You listen. I, I'm a Steelers fan, and I agree. They got a hold on that one. Listen, man. I'm in my I'm in my living room, and the second that that happens, my brother and another one of my good friends from high school is in there with me, and the whole game they're clowning me because the neither one of them are Bengals fans, right? And the whole game they're like jokingly cheering for the Rams. And the second that flag flew out, I had been trying to keep my cool the whole game. I jumped up, what? Like, get, just all mad, and my brother starts to start making fun of me, and my friend goes, no, no. <laughs> it's like, not a good time, not a good time. Because, like, like I said, I had kept my cool the entire game until that moment. And even, even watching it live, it was like, there's no way. It was beautiful. I, I think you remember what happened right after that. You got a phone call from uh, good old Jarrett Smith right here. I did. And, um... I, I I wasn't even mean about it. I just asked him how he was feeling, which I don't think he really wanted at that time or appreciated, but I thought it was great. Like, I was trying to be a good friend, and he just, you know, he went on his tirade. I just, I've, I've heard this, like, five times at this point, mainly because I keep giving him crap about the Bengals in the Super Bowl. All right. Are, are you done with this poverty franchise? I am. Okay. The next team up, the New Orleans Saints. The last team. The last team up. So if you've enjoyed our, um, you know, whatever you Ram- would call this about. about- rambling. <laughs> this is us rambling. <laughs> it is called Mostly Audibles for a reason because we can't stick to anything at all, ever. No. What You we, get two we, guys we, with ADHD to talk about something. It doesn't go well. No, never. Never will. No. All right. Well, all right, here we go. Um... I'm I'm gonna start us off on this one, and um, I'm I'm gonna give them a B minus. 
Mm-hmm. And um, mainly, I like I liked their draft. They had a really good draft. Now they did let Teron Armstead walk. I, I, I'm not very pleased with that, but I understand why when he's 30, he's on the wrong side of 30 mm. and he got five years, 75 million. I get it. If he'd have signed for three years, 55, what is it, 55, 60? Yeah. Some, somewhere around, around that. Yeah. Yeah. If he'd done that, you'd have been okay with it. Uh, they let Marcus Williams walk. They brought in Tyron Matthew. Uh, they also brought in Marcus May, which gives them one of the best safety duos in the NFL. Really enjoyed that. Uh, James Winston's back. Ho- hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he can stay healthy and return to his uh, five-game form that he had at the mm-hmm. beginning of last year. Because if he does, they will be very good. And uh, Jarvis Landry. Those those are probably the big free agents. And then they also drafted Chris Olave, who I thoroughly enjoy. I, I, I really enjoy – Really enjoyed watching him in Ohio State as much as I hate Ohio State. The the one that kind of concerns me is Trevor Penning from their draft class. That's because he's probably the biggest wild card in the offensive line we've seen in a while. He could either be one of the best left tackles in the league or he could be one of the most penalized and probably gets benched within two years. (laughs) So, did I did I say did I say a grade for them? Uh, B minus. B minus. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up to a B now that I've I've kind of convinced myself on B. Mm-hmm. I just I um I don't think this this burns me any if they if they suck just because I, I'm placing a lot of faith on Jameis Winston's shoulders, and I get that. But he's also – this is uh, – this is it's a very hard team to grade, mainly because you don't know what their team's going to look like week one. Right. Alvin Kamara, do we even have a decision on what his – what's happened with his legal stuff? No, I, not that I've heard. Um, it might have been I, quietly I settled and reported on very briefly, but I haven't heard anything about him. I, I hadn't heard anything. We don't know if Michael Thomas is going to play because, well, it's Michael Thomas. Nobody knows if he's ever going to play. He yeah. kind of just chooses if he wants to play or not, which is – I'm going to be honest, I'd have cut him already. But that's me. They did bring in Jarvis. to get a deal because he's so good. Yeah. The, I mean, their receiving core is if, – if he plays, Michael Thomas, Olave, and Jarvis Landry. Ridiculous. That's, that's pretty good. With Alvin Kamara they, coming out of the backfield, bro? Yeah, they still, they still have a very capable four with Traquan. They got Alvin Kamara in the backfield. I don't know who their backup running back is. Do you have their roster pulled up? Uh, right, right now it's Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram? Okay. He can be serviceable for a few weeks before he probably breaks down. Before, behind him is Tony Jones Jr. <coughs> and Dwayne Washington. Okay, well, that's not good. No, <laughs> no, it's not. But if, if Kamara's there, this offense is not bad. The O-line will be decent. Mm-hmm. The I, th- I think the biggest worrisome part for me is coaching. Now that Peyton's gone, Sean Payton, I should say. Now that Sean Payton is gone, what what is what are the Saints going to look like? Are they still going to be as well coached as they have been for the past decade plus? Mm-hmm. If they are, this team is incredible. Like I, there's there's a chance. I, I 
I wouldn't. I don't know if I could say that they make a run for a wild card, but they could. They they could. Yeah. No, so, I, I yeah. And you kind of gotta. This is they go basically as Jameis Winston goes, mm-hmm. which is risky business to say the least. Yeah, but man, that dude was balling before he tore he his was. ACL. Hey, I told everybody once he got his Lasix, he was going to be a baller. Dude. And then he tore his ACL. See, I was going to give him a B plus, but then you reminded me of the Kamara legal problems and the Michael Thomas just not playing problems. Yeah. So I'm going to give – I will agree with you with a B. I don't want to give him a B minus because I really like what they've done. Uh, mm-hmm. I there. This is another team that their draft class was insane. I really like mm-hmm. – like Chris Olave was drafted for one reason and one reason alone, and that was just to catch bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, then I Listen, man. I don't know how you don't love Trevor Penning. Like, <laughs> this really? Just throwing people. Like, I mean, yeah, he like, was throwing them into the quarterback's knee. Dude, no, I mean, like, during the draft combine. Like, did, like, dude. Did, did you look at any of the senior bowl highlights? No, I did. Please tell I me did. you did. I did. Please I tell did. me you saw the video of him throwing the the, the edge rusher into the quarterback's I knee. I did, but that's you. Oh. That's him being a child, essentially. Listen. Well, I'm just saying we don't know with this coaching staff whether they can make him a man or not. This, this, <laughs> this the staff is essentially the same. They they promote Dennis Allen to DC to head coach. They keep Pete Carmichael Jr. as their OC. So listen, man. I I think with the same staff that was around uh, uh around uh what what name hit me with it? I can't think. Sean Payton. John Payton. There we go. Thank you. That was around Sean Payton. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be well coached still. I I th- I think Trevor Penning is hilarious. I think he's got legit <laughs> talent. Um, but then even behind that, like like, dude, Alante Taylor at cornerback. Like you already have a great secondary, and you just bring in more youth in a late second round pick with Taylor. I love that pick. Um, and like just to keep developing your defense with the draft. I love I love uh, Demarco Jackson, linebacker. I think he could be a really he could be a stud. I really believe mm. that mm. with already a decent linebacker core. Um. Is he the heir to Demario Davis? Yeah, yeah, I really think he is. Um, and then that, like, dude, you're telling me Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, and Marshawn Lattimore will not be the scariest secondary in the league? Or oh, what? it's it's gonna be top five. Like that's I that, mean, that's all I'm saying. Their line, their line on either side will be at least serviceable. It will not be mm-hmm. bad on either side. You have no. a really good secondary and a decent linebacker core with the replacement to the best part of that linebacker core. It if offensively. If Jameis Winston can play like he did last year, and here's the thing too. Well, I, I'll, I'll let me before I actually say this about Jameis Winston in the quarterback room. If Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas play with Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, Taysom Hill gets healthy to back up Adam uh, Trotman for tight end. Mm-hmm. Even if Jameis Winston Jameis Winston goes down, they brought in Andy Dalton, who I think is a perfect backup to at least play serviceably for that already great receiving core and in uh, in running back room. If Alvin Kamara plays. Like, I just knew that you were going to work Andy Dalton into it somehow. I just knew it. What, what do you want from me? He, he signed there. He signed there. This you is Cincinnati homer. I am not. He signed there. <laughs> I can't help it. He did. Yeah. What do you want from me? I can't help that this team signed him. I'm going to talk about him. <laughs> Deal with it. Here it is. Here he is in the conversation. Yeah. That's all okay. I'm going to say. And he's not going to do what James Winston's going to do or will do if he can't play. But Andy Dalton will at least be accurate enough and have enough pocket presence to hit one of 
Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Trotman, or Hill. Yeah. And when you've got a good I, enough line and enough receivers like that, it doesn't matter who's under center as long as they can throw the ball. Yeah, I agree. So that what really what that what they did was they opened themselves a window. They did. That they Matt Tyron Matthews got a three year deal. Marcus May's got a three year deal. You're you're keeping your secondary for at least two more years. You you're gonna keep that receiving core, or at least keep up the receiving core for Hopefully. three more years. Depend well, Jarvis Landry might not be there. He's on a one year deal. Yeah, he's on a one year deal. I I don't know if they would have the money to afford him right. if he you know does really well this year. Yeah, but he will also be on the wrong side of thirty. So. Outside of some of those guys that I named in the draft, I really feel like, like other than Chris Olave, they drafted for depth or they signed to, like you said, open that window. And I think it's yeah. perfect. I love the commitment to Jameis Winston because when he was good, he was great, and then he got hurt. I love that they're not giving up on him, that they even backed him up better so mm-hmm. that the team can still be good even, even if he can't play. If they can yeah. get over legal issues and personal issues, you said wild card. I can see this team really competing for, for the South. Like, like with how with how much of a regression I feel like the Bucks ha- will take, who knows? If they're healthy, they might win it. See, I just – I don't I don't think that the Bucks take that much of a regression back, and I guess that's where we differ on this. Yeah. But, the, like, let's be honest. The NFC is very top-heavy, so they could – I can very easily see them making the run for the wild card. It all right. – and, again, it, de- it depends on how they do if, Kam- if Kamara is suspended. Yeah. And if MT comes back, because if T if 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 MT is not there, you're throwing out um, Jarvis Landry, Olave, and Ty Montgomery. Is he their third? Traquan Smith. Uh, yeah, Traquan. I don't see Traquan Montgomery on here. Oh well, he left. He left them last year. That's my bad. No, you're good. I was looking. I was looking at the wrong thing. They still have Marquez but, Callaway. Well, not that that makes much of a difference. I'm just trying to yeah throw you more names. Deontay yeah, Hardy. but yeah, but they go as Jameis goes, and Jameis will go a lot better if Michael Thomas is there. Oh yeah, for sure. Agreed. Like all wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, hey. I, here's the thing too. I think that the biggest thing about the Saints is that you talked about Trevor Penning being a wild card pick. I think this team is a wild card in general. Um, mm-hmm. because they, I feel like they have the potential, like I said, to not only win the South, but maybe even make a run in the playoffs, not Super Bowl, but make a run. Um, or they could be barely chasing the wild card. It, it, again, it depends on how far this, again, this team goes as Jameis goes. Yeah. If, if he is what he was in those first five weeks, they're definitely pushing for wild card. Oh yeah. Then could be pushing for that division. But if we get the Jameis Winston that I guess I guess more more people expect, which is a middle of the road quarterback, then I, I guess you you'll probably see wild card to miss in the playoffs. I think it, a very telling like in the first few weeks it'll be very telling whether it was Sean Payton that was making Jameis play the way he was last year, or if it was the coaching staff in general, or if it was just him getting LASIK. I mean, look, that is we don't know. <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> is it Pete Carmichael? Is it Sean Payton? Or is it the LASIK? <laughs> we may never know. Tune in to around week three when we can probably tell yeah. you. Tune in in about like five months. We will yeah. let you know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Your your sources are right here. 
Yeah. Hey, the if, Mostly if, Audible's if, podcast. If you aren't listening to Mostly Audible's, the the two, like, I don't even know. Like, I know one of us sounds super hick. I don't know what I sound like to other people. I'd imagine I sound like I have something. Um, I can't help it, man. So if we both sound hicky, I'm sorry. Um, but if you're not listening to these two people from the, I guess the South, are we, we're, we're considered the South, correct? I definitely am. I thought so. Well, I mean, where I come from is for sure, but where I'm living currently is kind of meh. Oh, it's more where you come from, I'd say, because okay, if, yeah, if, yeah. if I, if I went to New York City, they'd still call me Southern. Oh yeah, factual. Like same for me. Uh, so sure, yeah. whatever. Yeah, we're Southern. Two guys from the South, not name, uh, uh, oh God, names, Marty. Uh, what's his last name? What? Mar ESPN Marty. Oh, Marty Daniels? No, Marty Smith. There we go. Smith? Yeah, not named Marty Smith. Two guys with accents not named Marty Smith. What are you doing with your life if you're not listening to us? Because obviously it's not living. No, it's just you're you're not living your best life. And I think I think you should change that. Yeah, bashing teams, making bad yeah. judgments, and uh, yelling about things that I probably should have gotten over. Yeah. You won't ever get over that, though. No, I'll be talking about this. This show will be like 17 years old, and I'll still be like, Logan Wilson! <laughs> Logan Wilson! Yeah, and, you know, if it wasn't for that offensive line, Jamar Chase was wide open. That was 100% bait. Uh, you, I know. I, I'm Listen, I'm not going to fall for it, I, I, as I just said, because... We all know we should never have been in that situation to begin with. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What, well, how would we like to end the show? I'm thinking of Fantasy Sleeper. Oh, God. Last time we did this, it, it went very bad for me because I didn't think about it going in, and I still not thought about it going into the final segment. So, Well, you should know by now that I'm going to surprise you. Well, I thought you'd go something different than Sleeper. Well, you know. I'm very unoriginal. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> so we'll we'll come up with something different for the next episode. All right, all right, all right. Just give, me... give you a second. You you right, come one. you go first as always, and I will pick somebody as I see fit. My fantasy sleeper. And I'm so excited for this one. Cause I'm really curious on your opinion of it. Huh? Zach Wilson. Uh, oh yeah. I went there. I went there. Listen, okay, hear me out. The way he ended the year last year, so much promise. They added Garrett Wilson. They still have Corey Davis. They still have oh my god, why am I blanking on the other kid's name? See, I'm not the anyway, only one. They still they still have three one thousand yards receivers. Mm -hmm. Love that. I I think Zach Wilson's gonna air air it out this year. Their O line is healthy. They should be better. Their receivers are better, especially since adding Garrett. Mm -hmm. I am super excited. The only thing that's really going to kill them is their first, I think, nine weeks their schedule. They're going to be 0-9. I, I, there's there's a good chance they win a couple games. Ah, that's, that's, ah, I, I said a couple. I'm not giving them much ah, here. You are biased, my friend. How am I biased? It's a Jets. You're Bias. They're so bad. <laughs> They're not that bad. They're so bad. No. Listen, I can't. I don't. I think I'm. I. I am straight up biased because my brother's a Jets fan, and I don't want to give him any sort of anything coming from the Jets. Well, you're gonna have to show him this part of the podcast because I'm. 
I'm not all in on the Jets this season because their schedule sucks and they're probably going to get murdered. But I am I'm here for the future of the Jets. Uh, you and everyone from New York and my brother. Yeah, I also I love I love the draft. They've too, got all which... of eleven people cheering for them. Hey, twelve now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all Jets. Are you done with your uh, your your Jets crusade? I'm a, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with another player okay. after you go. But all right, because I've got two actually. Yeah, I, I feel like we alternate. See how it goes. All right, dope. So, um, I guess my first of two, Hayden Hurst. Um, I really like. I feel like that CJ Uzama spot's gonna be wide open, and Hurst mm-hmm. being more of a because like CJ was is great. I have nothing but respect for CJ, but he was mostly athleticism, right? In an already packed receiver room. Mm-hmm. We already have the third toughest foot toughest schedule in all of football based on percentages and based on paper, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless, even if it's not as tough, it's still going to be really difficult, and teams are going to be on the lookout for us now. So, I feel like Hayden Hurst is the one wrinkle. Yes, he plays in a spot that people knew we'd throw to, but where he is so much more... Like, he honestly, you could almost play Hayden Hurst in the slot. He might be a little too slow, but where he's he's a lot thinner than CJ, he's a lot faster, and I feel like he's mm. got better hands than CJ. So, mm. I really... Like, I know that might be a little controversial. I think they're close at the very least, right? Yeah. But... I really feel like Hayden Hurst, he'll get a lot. I think he'll get a lot of targets, man. I really do. Just because, like, Joe's going to check down to him anytime. Like, think about it. You've got to cover mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. You've got you've got to cover oh my T. God. Higgins. Just, well, yeah, I know. Well, I, I'm just trying. I was just going to cut it short instead of going through all the line. I was just going to say the entirety mm-hmm. of the offensive core of receiver. Uh, it was just going to. I was okay. going to give you the clip notes instead of just going through the entirety because I can literally name every receiver. Fine, fine do you, man? Listen. I can go for the name of the receivers. <laughs> I'm taking longer explaining to you why I was just going to cut it short rather than just me going forward. The yeah. point is, you have every single receiver that has the potential for a breakout game. Your, your secondary is already going to be tight. They're already going to be as spread out as they possibly can. Try and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone's going to get lost in the shuffle, and I feel like it's going to be Hayden Hurst. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I think that was just pretty solid. You know who my next one is? And this is one that I really – it hurts my heart because I despise this team. Dalton Schultz. Really? Yes. Why? Because they just got rid of Amari Cooper, and they didn't really bring in anybody who's going to fill that role. Uh-huh. So you're going to be spreading out the same same amount of targets you had. You're going to give more to CD. You're going to give more to Gallup. Right. Are you? Re- Do you really trust James Washington enough to give him eighty targets? I don't think so. I think that they target Dalton Schultz a lot more, and I think he is now more their primary red zone guy. And I think he's going to score a lot. Yeah, I think it's that's fair. I really do. I, I'm. It it really does. It hurts my heart to name a cowboy player. Because, you know, not the biggest Cowboy fan. Dallas. Never have been, never will be. Dallas. Dallas. But I really think Dalton Schultz is going to be one of – I I think he has top five tight end ceiling, and he'll probably sit around number seven. Yeah, I like Dalton Schultz a lot. I think that mm. this really will be the year of the tight end, I think. Yeah, we're gonna see a lot the, of the, the transition of quarterbacks is starting to like 
it's it's starting to get going. Yeah. Yeah. So right. my next guy, we've already talked about him pretty extensively, um, especially if Michael Thomas doesn't play. Chris Olave is going to get a lot of targets. Yeah. A lot of targets. I don't know if we named mm-hmm. him the last time we were we were here. We might have. But I don't I don't believe we named any rookies, honestly. Yeah, so I I will be the initial rookie namer. Um I Okay, I, that's fair. Even if Michael Thomas plays, just the sheer fantasy points he's going to get from from absolutely shredding a defense and catching one like 60-yard bomb a game, like he will be worth the fantasy points regardless. You know, like it'll be easy to overlook him or to keep him in your on your bench because he's a mm-hmm. guy that like if Michael Thomas plays with uh Jarvis Landry, He's someone that you'll be like, oh, he's obviously the third option, maybe fourth if you count uh, um, Al- Alvin Kamara. Yeah. But I think even as a third or fourth option, if everyone's healthy, just the sheer fact that he's going to probably still get, you know, six, seven targets a game with at mm-hmm. least two or three of them being like, you know, bombs. I think he's someone What's that it? really can get some points. He's a points grabber for sure. Maybe more of a wild card, but still a points grabber. I, listen, I I like it. It's this is we're doing like little sleepers, and I'm here for it. Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to add before um, we come back? Um. Uh. I, I'm gonna go with no. No, I don't think so. Um, mm. NFC South sucks. Um, I hate. Yeah. I I this was a painful episode and at parts. Um. Well, what it gets better. We're doing the East next. That'll be fun. NFC East, AFC East, that should be at least a little bit more interesting. We're not going to have as many dumpster fire organizations. Right. You know what we need? What do we need? I want to hire, like, a promotional team, but, like, one that does, like, the WWE, like, promotions <laughs> for, like, the next week. So it's, like, next week on Mostly Audibles, and it's, like, super dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to invest into that. Listen, I'm here for it, you know? Yeah. If – We'll we'll, t- we'll talk off air. See <laughs> see see what we can come up with here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, guys, this has been mostly audibles. This is a what probably one of the worst episodes you will ever hear from us. Mainly because, well, we were covering crappy teams. It wasn't even bad. We, we, it was. Just... It, was, it wasn't bad. It there were. It was funny because they were so bad, but. Next, the next episode and the episode after that will be probably peak entertainment. We got a surprise guest coming on for the north. Super excited about that. Really, I'm I'm here for it. At just just a nice hint, we're adding another Steelers fan to the fray for the north. That's the last thing anyone ever needs is another one. Well, you know, if there were more Bengals fans. We could add one of them. Listen, I don't think you understand. After this last year, I've seen more orange and black than I've ever seen in my life. Bandwagon. That's what I'm saying. Can't stand them. All right. Thank you all for joining us. I hope you laughed as much as we have. And uh, next episode should be really interesting. Should be coming out next week sometime. Yes. Don't know date for sure. Probably around the same time this one comes out. Just be on the lookout. Just If you're not following the Greater Than Network, what are you doing? That's another thing. If you're not watching all the other shows, too, you're just boring. Subtle plug on the IG page. I don't know. You, you can't, I don't know why I just did the motion as if you can see me, but I did like a plug motion. 
Like I, I literally of course you did. caught myself doing a plug <laughs> motion as if you guys can see what I'm doing. Well, you know, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna make a noise, but then I was like, without the visual, it just looks, it just would sound really weird. So I decided not to. Yeah, probably smart. The inner counsel of my brain voted against it. Yeah, yeah, that would, you know, it worked out. It did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm I'm gone. Right. I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank you all. Goodbye. See y'all next week.